welcome to the most overrated, underappreciated, most viewed, none of you podcast of all time. Welcome to, that's right, the most charismatic man, the Prince of Fresh Air. You know, it's been a, a great week so far, but last week, you know, after doing a live show with uh, with my next guest, you know, things took a turn for the worse. And I got to give Canada a shout out, or I'm calling them out because they had a bunch of smoke blown into New York. I don't know if you got some. I'm going to bring him on. And we're going to talk about whether he was affected. But New York was affected. We mm. thought it was uh, the end of the world, the biblical, uh, you know, last supper type of thing where the skies are yellowish. It was like a Snapchat filter. Mm. And I got a bone to pick with Canada because I have asthma. So I couldn't leave my apartment. So, you know, Canada, if you're listening, don't worry. <laughs> you couldn't kill off the most charismatic man. I'm still here. Um, and... You know, before I even uh before I bring up bring on uh Tarek, I gotta call out Dwayne Rock Johnson real quick. And <laughs> I got a bone with him, with him too because you know he's the most electrifying man. And I'm hearing whispers in Hollywood. He 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 thinks I I'm not on his level yet. Well, Dwayne, <laughs> don't worry, the most charismatic man is coming for you. That's right. Out with the old and with the new, but let me, let right. me stop. I, I want his security. <laughs> <laughs> I want his security. Right, he didn't even replace. <laughs> <laughs> He's get up there in age, brother. He's get up there, man. <laughs> but let me stop. I want. I want no, no, no goons <laughs> or security co- coming to get me. Uh, I know the FBI be watching. So, um, no. Nah, but you know what? It's it's great to have this next guest coming on. I did a live show with him, Kyle Yates, who was on a podcast before. Uh, feeling the vibes, go check that out. You know, this guy right here, uh, I gotta say, has one of the most uh, unmatched energies in podcasting I've met so far. Uh, <laughs> hilarious, funny, great man to talk to. Chris Tucker, I'm telling you, I'm sure, that, I'm sure people who are listening are thinking you are Chris Tucker. I'm telling you, now I, know I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> No. But ladies and gentlemen, look, I'm I'm ex-military and look, I had to pretend to be Eddie Murphy for a couple years overseas. So Eddie, everybody thought it was Eddie Murphy instead of Chris Tucker. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's racist right there. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. But no, seriously, like I, if anybody has ever watched Chris Tucker or Rush Hour, because that's what most people know him. That's how I really know him. I'm telling you, like Chris Tucker. I don't know about Eddie hey, Murphy. I, I take that, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Appreciate but you know what? I, let me do a formal introduction. You know, I, I don't want people. To, I want to give you a formal introduction, but you know, like I said, you, Kyle Gay's longtime friends. I was uh, blessed to be on your live show last Monday. Great conversation. We had to talk about a lot of things, entertainment. Yes. And I thought, you know what? For someone like you who extended the hand for me to come on yours, why not have you come on mine? And especially appreciate because you, you do you. something different as well, you know. And I want to get into that because I never had a comedian on this podcast, and I'm at okay. that point where. I want to start. Oh, look, I, I feel get... honored now. I'm the very first. I feel honored. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You, you breaking records here, Chris Tucker. Uh, I mean, uh, Tarek, uh, my fault. <laughs> it, it it, hey, man, don't worry about it, man. I, I've been called worse. <laughs> I already know. I already know. <laughs> but you know what? You, you know, you're the host and creator of ER Entertainment on YouTube. That was my podcast on. Um, and you have other uh, episodes as well. You talk yeah. about you know, politics, entertainment, everything, just like I do. And I think it's important to have people like you, especially as a comedian. Um, I think it's important to have more people like you come on and talk about your journey and the things you've done. So without further ado, it's always fun. It's always a pleasure to welcome the playboy himself, Tarek Higgins. Welcome to the podcast. 
Appreciate it, appreciate it, man. As man, look, man, appreciate you having me on, man. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, like we're saying, I got my own channel. It's called You Entertainment on YouTube. And I talk about everything, any and everything. I do music, I do comedy, I do politics, I do interviews, I do, I do characters, I do it all. I even do health. I talk about everything on this channel. So if you want to get some health, some uh some some health tips. You want to get some uh, some good music. You want to get some comedy. You want to get some politics. Come to your entertainment. I'm going to give it to you. You know, you might not like everything I say, but I'm going to give it to you because guess what? I speak up. <laughs> I don't know if you can see the banner now. Let me see if you can see the banner. Speak up. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it. I love it. So yeah, man, I speak up, man. I don't, I don't hold my tongue. I tell it how it is. Like I said, you might not like it, but guess what? There's a lot of things in the world that you don't fucking like. Exactly. But I'm gonna give, but I'm gonna give it to you the, the best way I can, and I'm gonna give it to you 100. Oh yeah, that's how I like it. That, that's how we do it on this platform here. Yeah, too, man, so. I don't, I don't, I don't hold my tongue for nobody. <laughs> well, besides the FBI, when they come knocking on your door. <laughs> hey, look, look, I, I had, I had a couple episodes, of times in my life where they were knocking at my door. Bye -bye. Uh -oh. <laughs> Let's cut Luckily, the live stream. Let's cut it. I was black, so I got off. Yeah, see. Now, I'm Eddie Murphy. White, man, it might be a little different. If I was white, they might be like, oh, come on, let's go. <laughs> but no, man, Eddie look, Murphy. sometimes being black has its perks. <laughs> <laughs> it has its perks, I'm telling you, man. It, has it does. It does, especially in certain areas. Yeah. Uh, like so I, like I told you on the show, man, I'm a black redneck. I live in West Virginia, so I got some, I got some redneck tendencies. <laughs> yes. Very redneckish. Yeah. <laughs> Do you listen to Tim McGraw? I'm curious. Oh, yeah, I love country uh, music, man. Country, rock, opera. I listen to everything, man. I love music all together. Man. I, I, you know, I got into Tim McGraw in college. Uh, and Truck Yeah is actually one of my favorite songs. I, I'll yes, throw that out man. there. But I, I'm on so the hip hop I, I, I grew up, look, before I got into comedy, man, I was, do, I was, I was, I used to sing. Well, I still sing now, but not as much. But I was in the music industry when I first when I first started entertainment. So when I got into it, man, I, I listened to everything: country, rock, um, jazz, classical music, opera. I listen to it all, man. I love it. Music oh, has been my life for the last probably well, when I first grew when I was a child to probably were like mm, I was like 21, 22 is when I was when I left the music industry altogether and got to got into comedy. Really, you know what? That's you know that's a good way to start, you know, because like I said, I never had a comedian, let alone I don't think of well besides maybe one guest. I haven't had a singer, so you know, like for you, how was your journey? Let's start from the beginning for you. You know, I know mm -hmm. you say you're you living in uh, West Virginia now, but right. did you grow up there? How was your upbringing, <laughs> and how did you get into entertainment? Because it's an interesting path, right? Well, well, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I'm at, I'm retired military. I did twelve years in the army. Um, infantry, you know, you know what I mean? I did it, man. I was a cook. I was, a, I was, I was infantry man. I jumped out of airplanes. I was wow. a medic. I was, a, yeah, I was a medic. I played with chemicals. I put on outfits and played with chemicals and shit. I did all types of shit in the, in the military, man. So I did it <laughs> 12 years. I did a, uh, I did a tour over in Iraq. Um, Operation Iraqi Freedom, Operation Enduring Freedom. Um, let, let me tell you like this, man. There's no place like home. You do not want to go to Iraq. <laughs> you don't want to visit it. There's nothing there but fucking desert. 
Nothing. <laughs> nothing there. Now, mind they got good chicken, though. They got some good chicken in Iraq. I did hear. I did hear. My cousin was just over there. And he told me that. Yeah. Yes, they got some bomb rotisserie chicken in Iraq. I was like, oh, my God. I, can I take some of this home? <laughs> But yes, man, they got some good chicken. I'm, I gotta admit, they got some good chicken. That's how it's about over there, man. With chicken, man, chicken every day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, you gotta get that protein in, right? <laughs> yes, man. Yes. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen. So I was in the military, but before I joined the military, like I was saying, um, I was in the music industry. I was doing, uh, I was singing. I sing R and B music. I did a little bit of rapping. Not, not, not a lot, but a little bit in the group. Before I joined the military, but I did it. I, mostly my music was uh, R and B music, and um, it got it got to the point where like, man, I would do all these all these talent shows and do all these you know all this stuff, man. It was like, dude, there's so much favoritism in these talent shows. Like, they don't know who the hell you are, but they got a favorite already lined up. So you go in there, you start doing your music, and you sound you sounding good. You know you sound good because women are screaming. They're like, oh, take your clothes off. <laughs> we will get to where, where the Playboy came from, but anyway. <laughs> But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I did a talent show, okay? And I, like I said, I do my R&B music, and I was, in, I was in better shape than I am now. So I ended up taking my clothes off on stage. Uh-oh. Now, mind it, that's the funny part. Now, mind it, I didn't know who was coming to the show. So after I got finished performing and picking my clothes back and put my clothes back on, my grandmother's in the audience watching. Ah! <laughs> Oh, so, yeah. So my grandmom is in the audience watching me, you know, sing and taking clothes off. And, and my grandmother's like, grandson, you have a good, you have a nice body. And I was like, huh. uh... no, nobody. No, I think, I think I'm like, I know, I, I know I got a nice body, but you know, my grandma think I got a nice body too. So I said, <laughs> okay. Let me let me use my body another way other than just singing. So I started doing a little bit of dancing, a little bit of exotic parties, stuff like that. And eventually that got old. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say, let me just say this too. There was a couple houses I went to, and men would come to the house unannounced, and I would have to jump out a couple windows to escape. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Magic Playboy look, Mike. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, look. I I use my body all the way. <laughs> let, well, let, let's clarify. What do you mean? All, are we talking about dun 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 that that type of? Well, to put like this, you know, I'm an exotic dancer, so you know, sometimes you do a little things for some more change. You know, you got to <laughs> give the people what they want. I get it. Yes, yes, of it. course, of course. You know, I'm I'm an, I'm I'm am I wasn't okay. Fine. I was sort of kind of like an escort. All right, fine. <laughs> fine. Sort of like an escort. For a few years before I joined the military, I was escorting. Fine. Hey, you served our country. I ain't judging, you know? Yeah, I was a, I was a singing escort before I joined the military. <laughs> <laughs> now, mind it. Everybody don't know this story. You're getting, you're getting the, 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 the deep, the deep. The deep story, the TMZ shit. Ah! Uh, I, inside scoop, I love it. <laughs> Get the TMZ shit. So yeah, man. So like I said, man, uh, I got some trouble. You know what I'm saying? Got some trouble dancing and doing parties and stuff. I had to clean my act up, so I went to the military. <sighs> went to the military. I did 12 years in, and only reason I'm now doing comedy is because I was jumping out of airplanes. Okay, I jumped out of airplanes. 
Why did I do that for? I don't know. I'm dumb. I'm. I thought I was gonna be fucking GI Joe. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I went. I went gun ho. I said, "Fuck it. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna jump at airplanes. I'm gonna shoot all kinds of guns. I'm gonna do all kinds of shit. I'm gonna be fucking black <laughs> GI Joe." And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? I jumped out the plane one time, and guess what? My parachute did not open. Ooh. And and now you see me here right now. I got a real fucking bad back. Yes. I'm not paralyzed. Thank God I, I was close to being paralyzed. This is close. They wanted to say, hey, guess what? We can fix your back. Uh-uh. Nope. I can still walk. Don't fucking touch my back. Nope. Mm-mm. Wow. I'm th- you know what? When you said, I'm thinking Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, jumping hey. off the top. Jesus. Yes. I'm like that. I- I'm a floating black man in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot him down. <laughs> All you is I can't fucking fly. <laughs> so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, so I jumped out, my shit ain't open, and I hit the fucking ground hard. Wow. Yeah, hit the ground how, hard. How 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 were you? Like, were you at a typical airplane level, or how, how was that? Um, high enough. <laughs> wow. And like, so I'm, I'm curious. High like, enough you need a parachute. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just let y'all know, ladies and gentlemen, I would, I, would, I would advise you all, if y'all go to the military, do not join the Airborne Division. Do not join them. They are, they are I put it like this. They're, they don't always do things safely, but like that. Like sometimes you get in, a, in an airplane, you get a parachute, and they won't even check the shit. They'll, they'll give you some old shit and tell you to jump with it. And like I said, my shit did not open. Mine did. <laughs> and I got, look, and I got two. I got one of my back and one of my front, and neither one of the motherfuckers open. I smell cover-up. I, I, I smell I, I, setup. Like I said, man, keep your feet on the ground. If you go into service, <laughs> make sure you keep your feet on the ground. I 100% agree. <laughs> yes, man. So... So of course, you know what I'm saying? I had to retire out, you know, medical, med- medically retire out the military after 12 years. And uh Thank you for your service, by the way. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Um, and then I said, okay, what's next? What's next for me? So I didn't know nothing about comedy, nothing about comedy at all when I got into the comedy game. So a friend of mine was a comedian and he lived and he lived out here in West Virginia. I moved out here in West Virginia from um from DC after I retired from the military. So had a friend in comedy. He said, hey, man, I think you do stand-up. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, dude, I don't know shit about telling jokes. Not a goddamn thing. I said, I can sing my ass off, but telling jokes? He said, come on, man, just try it, just try it, man. Come up and do a, do a, do a quick set. Fucked around. I enjoyed it. I sucked, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Hey, you never I, know until you try, right? <laughs> I stuck up the place. I, man, it was so bad. I had to get myself off stage. Ah! <laughs> you booed yourself. I said, take your ass off stage. Don't do this shit ever again. <laughs> so, so mind it, somebody saw my raggedy show, showed my stand-up, and said, man, I thought you was funny. And I said, what? He said, Yeah. <laughs> He said, yeah, man, I want you to start some comedy shows with me. And I said, huh? You're like, what you mean start comedy shows? I want you to host some comedy shows with me in West Virginia. And I said, all right. 
Fine. As long as I ain't got to tell jokes, I'm just hosting. I can host, but I ain't going to do no fucking jokes. I ain't telling no more jokes. Fucked around, man. Uh, it went from hosting to finally getting my niche to how to do comedy. I found my niche. Now, mind it, my brother that's now on the show with us right now is my was my mentor. He mentored me in the game, showed me the ropes, how to how to put together jokes, punchlines, how to uh how to come in on the stage and all that, man. So I've been in the game now, uh, doing comedy for twelve years, man. I've been instead for twelve years now, man. Wow, twelve years. 12 years. You know, it's crazy because your brother was supposed to come on. He's gonna have a threesome. Oh wait, no, no, wait, my <laughs> fault. <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, we don't get down like that. <laughs> I was just trying to act like an idiot, but no, uh, your brother's supposed to come on. But you know yeah. what? I, I do want to, I do want to ask you one question because I, you know, I have a lot of uh, family in the military who's still serving, retired, right. and all that stuff. What was the hardest thing for you? Uh, you know, outside of jumping out of planes, but like, what, what was it? The constant uh, being away from home? Was it? Uh, you know waking up early or just not knowing what the future holds like what was the hardest part for you mm, the hardest part transitioning from being a stripper to being a soldier <laughs> <laughs> man look man i didn't know shit about getting dirty or or climbing walls or jumping out airplanes and none of that i said this shit is crazy <laughs> my listen I don't even, I didn't, before I joined the military, I didn't even like getting dirty. I ain't like paying in no dirt. I ain't like climbing, going through no mud. I ain't like none of that shit. <laughs> but, but what happened, let me tell you a funny story. My friend, my friend had joined the service, was about to join the service. And it was like, hey man, why don't we go into services on a buddy team? And I was like, huh? What the fuck is a buddy team? What is that? It was like, yeah, man, you and I go in and we'll you know, be stationed together and blah, blah, blah. I said, dude, I'm not even military material. I'm a pretty boy. I don't even like sweating. I don't like getting dirty. I don't like none of that shit. I don't like it. <laughs> my, I'm, look, I was, I was, I was, what you call a pretty boy? Like, you know what I'm saying? I like to get my hair done, my nails did. You know what I'm saying? Wear nice clothes all the fucking time. I dressed up every, all the time. Like, dude, I'm not that dude. I don't like that shit. I don't like getting sweaty. I don't like getting dirty. Fuck the rail. I lost my job. I said, okay, look, man, you still trying to go to the service? He said, yeah, man, I'm trying to go in. Let's go in the service. I said, all right, fuck it. Let's go in. I went in. Now, mind it. Like I said, man, I ain't, I ain't in all that, that dirty shit, that sweating shit. I ain't into none of that shit. <laughs> it was the hardest transition of my life, from transitioning from being a damn stripper pretty boy to being a damn soldier to getting sweaty and dirty. That was the hardest transition of my life. And then that motherfucker screaming in your face. I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so you want me to get dirty and sweaty and you want to spit and sweat in my face? I, oh, yep. hell no. <laughs> that was the worst, man. The worst, the worst time of my military career, honestly, was boot camp. Oh, yeah. Boot camp. Going, go, coming in. Having a motherfucker screaming in your face, telling you to get the fuck up and pick up your bags and don't start crying. You here now, you can't cry to mama. I was like, dude, you don't even know where the fuck I came from. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't even be here. <laughs> you just you're lucky I lost my job and I had to find another way to uh provide for myself. 
Wait, so you're telling me Major Pain was not real? No, Major Pain is real. <laughs> Very real. Very real. Now, let me tell you something about, about military, okay? Some of y'all think when we go in, me, me being a black man, you know what I'm saying? I went to Fort Knox. I started my military career in Fort Knox, Kentucky. And put like this. All the all the sergeants and that, all that stuff, they're white men. Okay, they're white yeah. men. So I'm going there and I'm I'm looking at all these white men screaming at me, telling me to get my ass up, stop being a bitch, and all this all this crazy stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm experiencing racism. Ah! <laughs> no mind it, no mind it. I'm thinking that racist, I'm ready to quit. I'm like, mom, mom, dad, I'm ready to come on. I'm at this. I'm in this place that's so racist. <laughs> then, uh, Mom and Dad, if you don't send me home, I'm gonna be end up hanging from a tree. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus, man, out, man. It felt. It was so horrible, man. But after I finished, after I finished all the training, all that, man, they explained to me like, dude, we had to do this to make you strong. So I was like. Oh, okay. It makes sense now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he graduated me to say you, you was one of the best soldiers I had here and all that. So, understand when you get to boot camp, shit's going to be real difficult. And you might feel like you are being, you know, treated like 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 trash, like, you know, like you ain't shit. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's to make you better and stronger, man. It was the best thing that, that it, it got me through my, my military career, man, with space training, man. Ooh, you know what? That's a common thing I hear, too. You know, most of my they said most of my family is in the military or have been or still is. And I know my <clears throat> my young brother's actually going to the Navy uh, later this year. Okay. And boot camp is something that I've heard so much about. My aunt that I grew up with, she still has that, that military boot, um, boot camp. Yes. Style. So <clears throat> what my cousin, what she used to do was when he got in trouble, whatever, she'd make him do all types of... I think she called it the burnout. So it's like yes. all types of exercises you do it to failure. And then if you if you got too tired, are you do push-ups now? Are you tired of that? Right. Are you do squats? And it, it's it's very interesting. But you know what? I think I think it like you said, it does help you shape uh you as a soldier because most people going into, you know, the military and all this stuff, it's a different transition. It's not yes. just waking up like you normally do, scrolling on Instagram, Facebook. Brushing your teeth and lollygagging until you go do it. No, I mean the the chances of something dangerous happening can happen <laughs> like that. So I I think um, it is useful. And let me ask you too. You know, you know now we live in a, a different time now where you know you know forty years ago, fifty years mm. ago, hundred years ago, the military had a certain rules and most people didn't know about it until right. they joined the service. Now you know we're living in a very diverse, inclusive. Oh, society now and we're seeing like the military are lo lowering their um entry yeah, exams and stuff mm -hmm. like that do you think it's a good thing uh that the military is starting to keep up with the times or do you prefer how it used to be let me let me put it like this man the military uh you know what fuck it i want to keep it 100 i told you i want to keep 100 ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the the military has gotten real soft Real soft. It's got real soft. When I went to the military, there was no such thing as the stress card. They have stress yeah. cards. Well, you can be like, hey, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a break. I wish. I wish I could say, get the hell out of my face. But I couldn't. 
They they now they can now they cannot they cannot curse at you. They cannot make you do nothing you don't want to do. It has gotten real soft. Yeah. When I was in, they were in your face. They would spit in your face. They could kick you. They could do it. They could even punch you in your chest when I was when I when I went in. Now, oh, they can't do none of that. Nothing. They can't make you get out of bed and brush your teeth. Ah! <laughs> I'm serious. They cannot make you do nothing that you do not want to do now. It's crazy. It you know it is actually you know <clears throat> like I, I always say this. I think as time goes on and as things change, there are some great things that's happened. Like there there needs to be, you know, back then it was a uh you know it was. Well, I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. Not everybody in the military is racist, but back then it was easier to treat oh, a minority yes. a certain way and get away with it. So mm-hmm. certain aspects, yeah, I think they need to clean that up and stuff. But I do agree with you in a little in the sense that yeah, this I I watched the YouTube video. This YouTuber did the military test. He went to a military base and did the test, mm. and I saw what it used to be like before and what it is now. And it, yeah, they definitely have made the requirements much easier for a lot of people to get into. And I think in the in the name of inclusion, sometimes people forget that we're talking about people who it takes a certain skill, a certain type of training to get you prepared for that. And right. like you said, if people could just say, I, I want to train uh, right now, I, I need a break. <clears throat> I think, you know, when you're in a high, when you're in the military, you got to be prepared for these high stressful situations mm-hmm. that the average person isn't aware of. So yeah, I do agree with you. It did get a little soft uh, in a sense. But- I mean, think about this. Try try doing that overseas and fight, fight in the war. Try try pulling out a stress card. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, don't shoot me. I need a, need a timeout. <laughs> try, try doing that in Iraq when motherfuckers shooting at you from left and right. Try doing that. <laughs> and, see, and, see, and see how your life is up. <laughs> you ain't going to make it back home. You try to pull out the damn stress card overseas. Fight for your life. Crazy. I didn't wait. I didn't read. So that is an actual thing. The stress cards. Yes, it's a wow. stress card. They give it to you now. Now they give it to you. When I, I ain't have none of that. You have a stress card where you say if you get if you are like too tired or worn out or need a men, or uh, the mental breakdown, pull out your stress card. Wow. Yes. But you know what? I I do have some something else I want to ask you regarding that because some people might say you know it's not that they're being sensitive, right? But you know, for me, I look at it too. I I've I used to work at a soup kitchen at my college, the warm house. I've spoken about it once or twice. But okay. this place I used to work at, there was a lot of military veterans. One some one of the guys, Randy, I remember him like yesterday. He has schizophrenia and there was a couple other ones that was there. And I think mental health is such a big thing that a lot of military people don't receive. You know, mm-hmm. um, at the soup kitchen, I remember hearing a story from one of the guys. He was uh in the uh, Navy, and he was talking about P- PTSD and like PTSD, he right. any loud noise, like he, like I remember I banged uh one of the trays I was bringing the food out against the wall, and he like jumped like he thought a grenade was about to go off or mm-hmm. something, and he was telling me like, you know, getting help for him going to the VA and stuff like that. He hasn't been able to receive that type of treatment and. It's impacted his relationship. I think he ended up getting divorced, and right. you know, you know, him and his him and his kids. Now everybody's different, you know, in the military. Mm-hmm. But do you think there is something where, you know, back then a lot of 
soldiers, uh, you know, no matter the branch, were not getting the actual therapy and stuff they needed, especially when he was leaving to cope with the new society they live in. Right. Well, let me tell you something, man. When I when I got back from my deployment overseas, none of us went through nothing. Went through nothing. Like you got people coming off the damn airplane going straight to the house. That's like like what? <laughs> like you ain't gonna make sure this dude's still not at war. Like anybody still think these people shoot at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, like nothing, man. We got nothing. Only time, only time I got exa uh mental examination was when I was getting when I was getting out the military. Wow. Right. Like you didn't ask me, like, dude, did you did you did you what you see overseas? Did you was something traumatizing in your life that you saw over there that you keep having uh like nightmares about? Nothing. Like you're you're fine. You you're a soldier. You're gonna be all right. Just go out there, go back home, get some rest, and come back to work in a couple in a couple weeks. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Wow. And you Nothing. know and 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 that's I think there's certain people, you know, and this is this is the crazy thing about what's happening now. It's like the new generation, like my generation younger, are starting to fight against the older generation because we're we we're at that line where especially me, I'm at that line where I grew up uh traditional but also grew up with the new wave happening right now. So I see both mm -hmm. sides and I think for so many, you know, I, I hear horror stories of veterans, especially in LA, I when uh where I live mm -hmm. in LA, uh we have um I, I was talking about that Skid Row. Skid Row is notorious right, Row, yep. for having a lot of military <laughs> vets and stuff in the area. And you know, during the pandemic I got to meet some homeless people and talk to them that live near me. Uh and a lot of them were military. And to see that it's heartbreaking to see our veterans, uh, you know, people who put their lives and bodies on the line, right. sleeping on the corner, not having access to therapy or mental health or any type of aid. It's and, and when you look at the the amount of money the military has, it's crazy. I mean, these, right. the, the military has that. I don't know exactly how much the number, but I know they just got approved for a couple billion dollars to do a new program or right. infrastructure, or whatever. <laughs> but the clarity of money is there. Do you think it's just a lack of? You know, mental health awareness wasn't really a big thing until now. Do you think that's what it was? To be honest with you, brother, when I was in, you couldn't you couldn't even talk about mental health. You couldn't you couldn't talk about you going through you know problems at home. Uh, you too stressed out. You thinking about suicide. You couldn't mention none of that. That was like you you say that you're you're done. You're you were like kicked out the military. You're gone. Anytime wow. you show any weakness, that was it. We were taught, we were taught when I went in to be strong, not show no emotion, not show no pain. Other than that, you any weakness, you got to go. So yeah, yeah so the so a lot of these soldiers, man, that are on the street, that are homeless, and you know, they were taught not to talk about what they went through or what they go through. It's still they're still programmed to not show emotion. But you know. <clears throat> You know, we, we're going to continue. You know, I, I do want to get into comedy. I do want to ask you a couple more things and then we'll skip on. But we're going to just take a short break. We'll be right back. All and we right. can continue this amazing conversation.